Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. What's going on, everyone? We are here early morning. I got a close buddy of mine, and I would say probably a little bit of my inspiration. We started this fitness journey together. Michael Bizadecki, JP Morgan Associate, and fitness guru. <laughs> How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. We're, we're here. I, I got, I'm getting all my friends on the podcast. Shout out to St. John's alums listening. I know we just got a bunch of kids on this week and me, me and Biz were just talking about how basically everybody has a podcast. <laughs> Everyone, the mother out there has a podcast now. It's, it's, new Yeezys. It's, uh, you know, my, my boss is like 73 day jobs. So Biz day is, um, me and Biz are both, he's definitely in finance, but, um, you know, my boss is 73. If he's listening to this, he's going to kill me. 73-year-old Jewish guy trying to start a podcast focused on high net worth individuals. And I'm like, who the fuck is going to – who's going <laughs> to listen to that? You know, but listen, it, it's all good. Uh, me and Biz, I met I met Biz in college. It had to be, what, 10, 12 years ago now? 2000. So I graduated in yeah, 2009. 2000, oh, my God, 11 years. And I would say you're, you're probably the only person I really speak to still. I'd say from college, you're probably the only person I speak to on a consistent, regular basis. Yeah. 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 I remember now back then, I would say me and Biz went through this fitness journey. For everybody listening, we're doing this early Thursday, 22nd, and we're going to, this should be up within an hour. So you guys will be hearing this pretty much live. But me and Biz started this fitness journey. Biz was this thick boy, um, freshman year. And I've been on my up and up, right? But this guy, Biz, took it to another level with he looks sh- shredded I'll, i'm gonna link the, the the instagram game down low but biz what do you think i want to know the the mindset behind this i know it's you're like me with this can can i it's like the constant never-ending improvement it's also called kaizen in japanese but mm-hmm. what did do you feel because i feel like my confidence kind of went parallel with my working out in the gym is that something that you would say was similar to, to what you kind of went through? Of course. I mean, when you start to look better, you feel better, every part of your life starts to function at a higher level. Um, that translates across your entire life. So the, what, what, what you can do in the gym can translate to your professional life, your personal life, your social life. And that, that old school mantra of, you know, sound body, sound mind really uh, is true. It works, right? It and, and, work. You know, and I think besides, listen, everybody thinks it's, you know, there's a lot of douchiness that happens in the gym. And it does. Listen, you know, I know we have a lot of mind, mindfulness gurus and spiritual people, but what I enjoyed the most about it was almost delayed grat- gratifa- uh, gratification where it's like if you put in the time and you grind, yep. that, that mantra I've learned, it kind of just clicked in my brain when we were doing it in, in the early 20s. It's like if I take this, apply it across Everything you do, it will work. And it's not like you're gonna get shredded in a in a couple months. It's a right. it's this is a lifestyle, and you've you've just you surprise me every year because you're just getting better and better. And and I think I would say for for people who don't know business kid is it's consistency and it's uh, it has to it, it's just the dieting is the key. I mean, I, and now I want to talk to you yes. more about your your schedule with the lifting and stuff and how you balance it. But how I already know some of the tricks. But I want you to tell everybody, how do you get through 
this consistency issue because I, I feel like everybody's good for five days or four days, yep. six days, six, seven weekend comes drinking. When yep. we go out, this kid, I've seen biz drunk two times in my life out of thousands. Biz has seen me drunk thousands of times. It's unbelievable. Right. What is it? I know you like to be in control. Is, is it what? How do you do it? How do you keep the consistency? You know, it, it takes some goal setting, some short-term goal setting, some long-term goal setting. Obviously, the short-term goals, as you reach each of those, you're going to meet your long-term goal that, that much quicker. Um, but it really comes down to discipline. And it's not just saying, oh, well, let me have discipline. Uh, I, I want to be more disciplined in this approach and that approach. You have to actually work on your discipline. It's, actually, it's an actual process of what makes me feel good, what's going to help me reach my goal, what's not. And you have to compartmentalize and understand that there are going to be times where you're going to go a little bit off the track, but it's paramount for you to hop back on the horse as soon as possible and not let that completely derail your whole journey because then it's kind of a waste of your time. I mean, if I'm going to be dieting for three days and then eating like crap for three days and yo-yoing back and forth, you're never going to get anywhere. And that guy in the gym that you see that's progressing, that guy hits it hard six, seven days a week. He eats clean six, seven days a week. So, I mean, you have to kind of understand like what you want. I mean, if you really, really want to get in shape or, or are you just doing this to tell other people you do it or are you just doing this for social media? Because there's a lot of different things that people do this for. Wow. And he Biz just said a lot of, a lot of good stuff. And the first thing is goal setting, right? And this is something we just had. Um, one of the MMA guys on, um, Mark England, who's, he's like a, you know, that's, that's all life is, right? It's putting something down on paper. Um, and again, for people who don't realize, I don't know if, Biz, have you ever written down your goals? You do that? It was a more. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so again, people, important. it's so, it's so easy, but it's really, it's not simple, right? Um, write down those goals, three months, six months, nine months. And then the, the other piece that was interesting of, of, of what you're talking about is the mind as a muscle. Right. And I don't think we, we look at it that way. Um, and, you know, that's interesting even for myself, just trying to say instead of because I kind of, you know, Biz put me on his program with the the foods at night and, and, and I always break because I want my sweet tooth. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, you're putting it in pers- perspective for me, like maybe if I can just do it right six days a week, then or five days a week, you'll get to, to where you want to be. And I'm pretty I'm pretty clean with my stuff, but, but just looking at it that way and what else I hear the way that your mind is working is like, you're leveraging yourself. You're saying, if I don't do, if I, if I fuck up, if I cheat, I'm going to end up ruining the next four days for me, or what is the point of Mm -hmm. of me doing this? That's a really cool way of looking at it. Is, is that kind of the, is, is that mindset new to you? Or is this something that's just, that you've just been growing? Like you said, the muscle has been growing super, you know, we started this. Yeah, I mean, when I first started, it's it's it was all about lifting weights and getting stronger and lifting heavier and lifting getting heavier, big, and bro. Heavier. And you know, I was a pretty big kid. I mean, you you knew who who I was when I was back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like, I just kept this mindset of lift heavier weight, push heavier weight, get bigger. But the diet portion didn't click in until years later, where I'm seeing all these guys on Instagram and TV and even in my, my own gym. And I'm like, these guys look great. I mean, I work just as hard as them. I'm here almost every night killing myself with these weights. I'm pushing hundred pound dumbbells, 
squatting two, three plates, deadlifting three plates. I, I go, why, why do not I not look like these guys? So I started to combine the research with the discipline, found out that diet is really the most important way, the most important tool you have in your toolbox to change your, your body. If you don't get your diet in order, you can be get, gaining all that muscle mass under a bunch of fat and no one can see it. So everyone has biceps, everyone has veins, everyone has mm. abdominal muscles. They're all there. We're all human beings. No one's born without abdominal muscles. No one's born without veins and striations. But if you really want to see that stuff, you have to adhere to a much cleaner diet. And the one thing I do like about the gym that doesn't serve any other purpose in life, I think is the gym is now the one true meritocracy where, where you're, when you you get out of the gym what you put in, truly, whether that's natural, whether that's on steroids, enhanced. I mean, you can't just inject testosterone every week and go and lay on your couch and eat Doritos and go, oh, I'm going to be some muscle and fitness cover guy. You're, you're not. You still have to get your ass to the gym and work out and eat clean. Yes, it's much easier for you if you're on steroids. Absolutely. You're going to lose fat at a greater rate. You're going to gain muscle at a greater rate. You're going to feel great. You're going to be stronger. Yes. It's kind of like going on the highway versus taking the side streets, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you still have to put that work in. So if you don't put that work in, I don't care who you are, you're not going to see the results. And uh, people's bodies is like a living, breathing representation of that. And it's beautiful. When you see someone in great physical condition, you know how much they diet. You know how much they work out. You can see it because you can't, you can't fake that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting you said that because it's always like – it's not, it's hard to judge people by the way they look, right? But I feel like when I see somebody, and girls included, I, I feel like you're just like, okay, this person, when you see somebody who's out of shape, it's, it's not so much that you think they're a bad person. It's just maybe they don't have discipline. When you see somebody that's fit, it's like, okay, I, I know this person has, like you said, that meritocracy. There's almost like a balance to to their life right. like they have to have like there's no way you don't have it because there, there's just kind of looks that come with it you know yeah i mean I, i'm in business you're in business you know i mean i, I work for jp morgan you've done a, you've worked with a lot of big time people if you're in a boardroom meeting and, and some guy walks in ceo of a big time company or wh whatever hedge fund and they walk in and they're filling out their suit it kind of makes you sit up in your chair and you go wait a second you're this successful in business you're a very wealthy person and you kill the gym and you eat very clean and you look great physically. Like, wow. Like you have every piece of the pizza pie really firing on all cylinders. You really do. Mm -hmm. Because if the guy walks in and he's, you know, some big time, big shot tech guy, and he's really, really out of shape. You're like, eh, you're like that, that, that there's one part of your life there that you really haven't figured out yet, or you don't care to figure out, which is fine. Some people just don't really care about, how they look and how they feel. See, that's the one big misconception with a lot of quote unquote gym bros is that people think, oh, you're so vain. You're so into your looks. You're so into yourself. How can you ever be in a relationship? How can you ever really have any meaningful connections with people if you're just going to base it off only on looks? And that's not really what it's about. The looks for me are a byproduct of the gym. The main purpose for me of going to the gym is what uh, Dwayne Johnson says, The Rock, he actually, I, I love this uh, phrase he always uses. He goes, the gym is my anchor for the day. 
He goes, if I can't make it to the gym, and that guy has a busier schedule than 99.9% of the people on planet Earth. The guy's shooting commercial. He's shooting movies. He's in wrestling. Yep. Yep. Who sport the XFL. I mean, the guy is literally the modern day Renaissance man. So if you can, if he can find an hour to an hour and a half to just put his music on and kill the weights to anchor his day and make himself feel better. That's why I do it. I feel great when I hit the gym the next day, the next day after I hit the gym, I feel great. That's why I try to hit the gym most days out of the week, even on a quote unquote rest day. I try to have an active rest day where I do some cardiovascular work, swimming, running, biking, yoga, meditation, whatever the hell you you're into, mm-hmm. you should always be looking to move. Cause as, as human beings, we're designed to move around. We're not designed to get up and just sit all day or lay down all day or stay in bed and watch Netflix. Like we're designed to actually like move about. And so if you don't do that every day, I feel like I'm cloudy in the mind. I'm not as sharp at work and even, even something as, as stupid as down to like my bowel movements. Like I, I feel bloated. I don't mm-hmm. go to the bathroom as easily. Like all that stuff contributes to you functioning at a, at your most optimal level. Yeah. And this is like what we were built to do, right? We, these are respiratory yeah. system, the, the nervous system. These are things that, that were put in us millions of years ago to, and I think people, it, you know, the people who look at it, like the douchey side of it or vain, obviously there's some, we want to look good. There's, there's whatever, but the main piece of it is being the most efficient level of a human being that you could be. I know if, if you don't go to the gym in the morning, you won't work as well. You may not be as nice to the people around you that you love. And that, that I think is the point that's the most important. That's what I'm trying to do here. It's just all about being the best version of yourself. And I, I don't care who it is. I know people are going to be mad at, at we're talking about the, the looks of it. And in 2020, you can't go there. But listen, it's the truth. When, when you go into a meeting as a person who deals with these. Now, listen, some old school guys have this view. These, you know, the old school white billionaires. If you look like shit, why would they? It's weird, but it's a it's a it's a very valid connection. If you don't treat take on, on a simple level, if you don't take care of your body, how would I trust you with my money or my X or my Y? It is it all goes together. And I think if people realize that you can just be a better person, maybe they don't have to be crazy like us, but three four times a week, get in that flow, let the blood flow through your body, they would be in such a a better place. You know, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, what I love about I see this kid biz at my fantasy drafts. Everybody's eating wings, and this kid got delicious, healthy food. You're not you 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 have a nice mix of it being intuitive, the dieting, and you're not quite killing yourself with the counting. Is this something that you kind of just have it down now that it became second nature? And how do people get to this point where you seem to know your body really well? And I think you know I want to talk to you about what you do and the supplements, all that stuff. We'll get there. But how did you get to this intuitive dieting while being happy because, you know, you never, what I hear a lot of these fitness people in my gym that look, you know, you probably look a little better than them. They're killing themselves. And it's, I think it is part variety, but how do you, are, are you, do you feel that way? Like you're, like you're killing yourself. Cause you, you don't seem that you're, you're lean. Like you, it's like, tell me, not tell me about one it. Bit, not one bit, especially during this quarantine. I feel actually <coughs> number one thing with diet for me, for anybody really is that the, the only diet you're going to stick to is the one you enjoy. So if you think, Oh, I'm going to get shredded and I'm going to eat egg whites and asparagus five times a day, and I'm going to just get to get shredded. Yeah, you, you are, you are going to going to get shredded. You've eliminated all fats. You've eliminated all carbs. You're eating basically like a pure protein and veggie diet, which is basically what Sylvester Stallone did for the Rocky movies. It was a pure protein diet. His entire macronutrient profile consisted of, just protein 
his entire caloric profile was exclusively protein. You are going to get shredded. You're going to lose a ton of fat, a ton of water. How long will that diet last you? As long as you can put up with it, probably not long until your quote unquote event. People do that to, you know, they do the crash dieting for an event, for a, a photo shoot, for an, uh, a wedding. They're going on vacation to a bunch of pool parties. They want to look great. Cool. But that's not sustainable. We are, we're in the business of trying to make our diet clean and healthy in a way that's sustainable long term. This is about changing your lifestyle. This isn't, mm. I, I, I don't like the word diet because when I hear the word diet, what goes off in my head is temporary. Like, oh, I'm dieting. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't say you're dieting because that just implies that you're going to go back to the way you were eating prior, which means you're going to look the way you were prior to this. So how about we just change the way you eat? I'd rather that terminology than dieting. So if, we could, if we're going to change the way we eat, it's very easy to find foods that are healthy, are nutritious, are if you if you're you know a vegan and you have all those morals and stuff, then you know good for the environment, and that you're going to stick to and you enjoy. Like we discussed during the fantasy football draft, you you said, hey, you know I'm, I'm killing myself or I have a sweet tooth and whatnot, and that's great. That's fine. You could, everyone has a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth as well. So what did I do? I said, what can I eat that's going to fulfill the sweet tooth that's also very healthy and fits my diet on a daily consistent basis? And I was and I told you what I what I eat every night. I go, I make myself half a cup of steel cut oatmeal, one one fat free Greek yogurt. Mix that together, get my favorite flavored protein, whatever you like. I mean, I told you about the Dimatized Nutrition Cocoa Pebbles, which is delicious. But I mean, I there's. There's tons of proteins out there, whey proteins that taste absolutely delicious, banana, chocolate, vanilla, whatever you like, toss a scoop of it in there. And then you could always add nuts. You can add fruit. You can add whipped cream. You can add whatever thing you like to that bowl every single night where you're looking forward to it and going, it's like a kind of a diet break, but you're still on your diet. Yes. And it people, this, this works. Um, I couldn't believe it, honestly, because I felt like every time I was um, I, like exactly the business was describing with the, the the usual dieting people. It's like I felt like Sunday starts and it's like I'm a rubber band and I'm going to snap. I'm going to snap on some cheat meal. And this lit I love I, he suggested it's Fruity Pebbles protein. It tastes bro. It tastes like I'm having frozen yogurt, Fruity Pebbles. And every night I'm just ha it's good. I do Fruity Pebbles and the Cocoa Pebbles back and forth, right. back and forth. And it dude, it works. And exactly what you said. I've just been. I have other proteins. You just throw it in when you want to. When you want a little break, it's yep. been. It's been a godsend, bro. I feel like I feel the best I've ever felt. And that again, this is kind of. I like to figure out the tools that maybe guys like yourself don't even realize that they're having. It's about leverage for you because it's like I a you don't want to waste. I'm, I'm not wasting my my working out. I'm not wasting even eight, if you do because now I look at it like, I ate so well Monday through Wednesday. Why would I want to waste it now? You know, and, that, exactly. and that's. You know, but but that's this stuff. It, it's really again, it, it's not difficult. It's just taking the time to make a little. It takes five minutes to do. You know, it, it takes takes it takes preparation and setting aside some time to make it every night. You know, I mean, a lot of people they want this quick, easy diet that the food makes itself. Or I want a chef. I'm like, dude. I'm like. There, there, there is time throughout the week or time throughout the day where you can sit down and quote unquote meal prep. 
you just have to do it. I mean, no, no, no one's schedule is busier than, than some of these athletes and celebrities. Granted, they do have their own celeb- their own chefs and, and whatnot. But I mean, on a Sunday, I mean, do you, is it really going to take you that long to make one protein dish, maybe like bison, chicken, turkey, whatever you like, along with some veggies and sweet potato and rice? I mean, it's really not going to – I mean, if, if you think it's an all-day process, it's not. It's a couple hours. You just have to – if you're dedicated and you're seeing the results, here's – see, there's the thing. Once you start seeing the results, which is usually probably going to take, on average, two to three weeks of consistent dieting and training and cardio – which that's also very important. People don't understand the value of cardio, but I'll get back to that. Yeah. You have to just set aside time and, and you'll be good. You have to prepare. If you don't have the meals prepared for the week or for the day, how are you going to succeed? Yeah. You're not. And and I think variety is definitely the key. It's just because every time I see Biz, he has this nice little, I don't know, it's like a little container and it looks Everything I eat, you know, I'm getting better at cooking. It looks gross, but when you eat, it looks delicious. You have the little drizzle on top. It's like you, you. It's it's really like a whole. It's a whole process, but just taking that time. Oh yeah, and presentations, it, everything. I mean, you 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 love going out to eat. You you eat at some of the best spots in, in the city, and every time you post, let's say you go to Luger's or you go to your your favorite sushi place. What is the one key thing that makes the food look better and taste better? Presentation. Right. These places don't, I mean, you, you can go to a little bodega on the street and go, hey, can you can I have some chicken and rice or a halal, halal cart? And they'll throw that shit together. And you're like, okay, great. Yeah, it looks, I, I know it's going to taste good because that's what I want. Sure. But those places, when you go, they present the food in a way that makes it even more appealing than what it would have looked if they just threw it together. You would have eaten it either way because it's delicious food, but the presentation makes it that much more. So if you can make your food in a very appealing visual way, then it'll taste even better. Mm, see, that's another little biz trick, right? That shit down people. Jesus. Now when, when, how would, more too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, if, if you make your food, like let's say you're, 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 you're lowering your calories and you're in your like kind of like a fat loss shredding phase for the summer or whatnot. It would be more beneficial for you to make your food and put it in smaller containers or even that bowl we talked about at night, the oatmeal Greek yogurt bowl. Get a smaller bowl so it seems like you're eating more food when you're actually not. You're actually tricking your brain into saying, hey, this is actually a ton of food. No, you just change the container, the size of the container of the bowl <laughs> that you're eating food. So it actually looks like a lot more visually. This is all about trying to trick your brain and trick your mind into thinking I'm actually eating just as much or more than I was before when in reality you're not. So when you see that container, let's say you have like an eight ounce container of food and now you're dieting and it's only about three quarters of the way full or half full. You're like, geez, I'm like, I used to have a full container of food. Now I'm eating half container. I'm still hungry. No, get some smaller containers. See, and that's a wow. See, I, I'm, I'm going to try that too. Now, now, what is your, just generally speaking, what do you try to eat every day intuitively? And how does that, how would you suggest people who are just starting, give me like, give me your routine and then tell me if for a simpler version for people who are maybe are not as dedicated yet. Okay. So, Let's go with the simple version first. The simple version would be I aim to have an animal protein in every single meal or plant protein if that's uh, if you're if you're a vegan. But if you're not a vegan, I aim to have a, an animal protein in almost every meal. 
I eat on average about five times a day, five full five. meals. Okay. Um, so that would be anything cons- from red meat, steak, bison, grilled chicken, turkey, fish, tuna, whatever you like. So you have your one staple of animal protein. You have a little bit of a complex carbohydrate, whether that be from a sweet potato, a white potato, brown rice, quinoa. I mean, there's lists and lists and lists of how many complex carbohydrates there are out there that are perfect for you. So you can do your research on that. And then I would fill the, the rest of the food with the rest of the meal with veggies. That's very important. The veggies will give you fiber. The veggies will also create density for the meal. So if I give you a meal with just four to five ounces of bison and a few sweet, a few, a few ounces of a sweet potato, it, it looks good, but it doesn't look as good with broccoli, peppers, and onions. So now you just volumize that meal. It's going to fill you up a little bit more. It's going to create a little bit more flavor. And if the food that you're eating is more flavorful, there's a better chance that you're going to stick to this diet. Diet, And when you add the veggies, it gives you an opportunity to create more variety. So we can have broccoli, peppers, onions one day. Then we can keep the broccoli and sweet potato. But now we can have, I don't know, asparagus and and onions and, and cauliflower. I mean, you can, you can mix and match the veggies, which creates more variety, which doesn't make it so mon- like monotonous and grinding throughout uh, on a, on a weekly basis. Now, if you want to get more in detail, I would say the number one rule for protein requirements requirements for people is one gram per pound of body weight. So if you have a 200 pound man, I would say he should aim to get around 200 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Um, on a, on a daily basis. Um, the carbohydrates I would say should be about 30 to 40% of your diet. So if you take your total caloric needs for the day, let's say it's, I don't know, 3,200. So you have 200 grams of protein. Each gram of protein is one, uh, four calories per gram. So that would be 800 calories from protein. So now we're working with, um, what, thir- what did I say? 3,200. Mm-hmm. So we're at 3,200 hours. So now we're at 2,400. So if we have carbohydrates, so now we have 2,400 calories to work with between carbohydrates and fats, carbohydrates would be another, let's say 200 grams. So that's 800 at 1600. So now you have another eight to 900 to work with, with fats. And there's, nine calories of fat per gram of nine calories per one gram of fat. Yes. You have about a hundred grams of fat to work with. So if you are a 200 pound man and you go with the 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs and 100 grams of fat, that's a very good starting point to, and then to see how your body reacts. And then I, what I would do is I would get a scale for your home and I would, I wouldn't weigh yourself every day because you're going to fluctuate every day between water and stress and sleep and your girlfriend yelling at you and your dog's barking and the garbage bin's outside. So you have to say I would weigh yourself maybe three times a week, definitely at least once a week to maintain a consistent weighing schedule and see how your body reacts. So that's 3,200 calories, 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, 100 grams of fat. You don't have to have be exact. Now, mm-hmm. Now, if you stick to that for two or three weeks, are you down in weight? Are you up in weight? 
Do you feel stronger in the gym? Do you feel weaker in the gym? Uh, are are you feeling more energetic? Are you feeling tired? Guess what? If you're feeling tired and you're weaker in the gym and you don't feel as great, maybe you have to up your calories. Maybe you have to up your carbohydrates and decrease your fats. You have to figure out what works for you. It's all a puzzle. Some people operate really great on the keto diet, which is no carbs, really high fat, moderate protein. Some people operate on high carbs, low fat, moderate protein. Some people like to up their protein a little bit more and lower their carbs and fats. You have to find what formula works for you. Everybody's individualized. Everybody's different. That's the most important thing. You have to find out what works for you, but you have to create a baseline first and see how your body reacts and then adjust off that. Yeah. And I love how you like, you look at it. Like it's almost like your body is the experiment. It's like, let's just start here. Let's check in on the operating system in two weeks. Let's see where can I kind of tweak it. Right. And you know, for, for the one you put me on, I, I probably went up a, you know, a pound and I have two pounds, but I feel, bro, I feel lean. It's like, it's interesting. And again, I'm more, I would say like, like your style five times a week, protein, this and that, but my issue has always been the, the variety. So on a basic level, if somebody's looking at their plate and again, we see, you know, Dr. Paul Saladino was on Rogan. You have these vegan guys. You have these super carnivore guys. Most of us, I would say, I'm sure you would agree. It sounds like it. It's just, we're going to be in the middle, right? You have some meats, you have some veggies. It's good for your body. That's kind of why we're here. If I'm looking at my plate, you would say it's going to be 40, 50% filled with, with a protein, 20, 25% carb, and then 20, something of that level, generally speaking. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then also to you, in, in addition to the scale, I would say that one, one of the biggest indicators of how you're feeling and how you're looking is the mirror. Don't neglect the mirror. Cause I know this is a big problem with women is that they'll see the scale go up and they'll start to panic. And I, I know it happens with my mom sometimes where, you know, <laughs> she gains a pound or two and it's like, Oh my God, uh, you know, I went from 125 to 127 and I, I go, but how do you feel? How do you look? How do your clothes fit? Because if your pants are fitting, if your pants are looser and you look better in the mirror, who cares what that number on the scale says? That should be like the, the, the that's for really beginners trying to figure out where they are. People that are new into lifting, new into this whole dieting, eating cleaner thing. That's for the, for novices, for beginners, for people that are get more and more experience with this stuff. I go by the mirror. I can tell by the mirror and how I feel in the morning about how much I'm, if I'm going to be up or down on the scale, I can guarantee you without even looking at the scale, I can go look in the mirror, look at my vascularity, See how I feel mind-wise, like like clarity, sharpness, Mm -hmm. and go, you know, I just don't feel like my mind is firing right now. And I feel like just like a little bit bloated and I don't, I don't look as lean and as vascular as I usually do. I bet you I'm holding about two, three pounds of water and sure, believe it or not, I do. So most people should, as you get into this and as you get more experienced, the mirror is your friend. You should definitely be looking at the mirror and, and especially for women. If look, if you gain five, 10 pounds and you look better because you have more shape to your legs. You have more shape to your butt. You lost fat in your arms. You lost fat in your waistline. I mean, isn't that what you want? I mean, wouldn't you rather weigh 150, 150 pounds and look like that than 130 pounds and not really have a great frame? Right. Yeah. I feel like there's, there's almost like a stigmatism with, with lifting weights and being a girl that they don't, they don't realize like, oh, I want to lose weight. 
but then you end up losing weight you, and you say, I, I've seen this with tons of women. They just say, I don't feel, I don't feel hard. Well, it's because you're not lifting weights. You know, you, you're not going to look like a bodybuilder unless you take a little testosterone, you know, but, um, right. I, I don't, I don't think, you know, if you're a woman and you're going to lift weights three to four times a week, it's not, it's, it's probably the best situation for you that mixed with, and we'll talk about the cardiovascular piece. Um, you know, you have to, I feel like that's, that's been a staple for what you've done. And you mix between, I know we've discussed this multiple times, steady state, hit. What is your opinion on that? I, I've kind of been taking the approach now um, three times a week I'm doing steady state, three times a week I'm boxing. And I, I like it just because I like, I'm trying to change it up a little bit. What is your, you know, you've always been consistent with your cardio. How, what does your cardio look like? And how does that, you know, how do you, how do you balance all of it as well with, with your life? Right. So that's comes down to the accountability factor and the discipline factor. I mean, you know, people go, Oh, well, I work, I work, I have to be at work early. I'm like, so get up earlier. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. I mean, if you want, I wouldn't sacrifice the seven to eight hours of sleep you should be getting to get up and do 30 to 60 minutes of cardio. If I had a choice, I would say to that person, always stay in bed and get that extra 30 to 60 quality minutes of sleep. That's more important than getting your cardio. You can get your cardiovascular needs later in the day. So, I'm just saying that what works for me is that I can get my necessary sleep requirement of seven to eight hours, especially in quarantine. And now get up. I'm very lucky to have a treadmill here, but I've done it where I've done it where I mean, in the summer, I, I like to get outside and just go for a walk, walk 30 minutes in one direction, walk 30 minutes back or whatever you want to do. Um, I like steady state cardio. It, pervert, it preserves your central nervous system, it, and it also does burn fat more exclusively than high intensity would. High intensity, once you jack up your heart rate to certain mm -hmm. levels, you start to actually use the glycogen, the carbohydrates stored in your muscles to, in order to get, get that task done, like your boxing, like mm -hmm. hardcore cycling, like wrestling, like uh, sprinting. It's kind of more of an anaerobic system versus an aerobic system. However, you do, do burn more calories doing that task, though they're less from fat. Mm -hmm. You do, do burn overall more calories if you were to do high-intensity cardio. Low-intensity, you're going to burn a lot less calories, but they're going to be exclusively from fat. And my personal preference is to do it early in the morning before I eat. Before I, It just makes me feel better. Um, gets my day started, but you have to understand that when you're in the gym, there's two things you can do. There's lift weights and do cardio. Lifting weights is for muscle building purposes exclusively. If you think that you're going to do 10 reps of a cable pushdown and you're going to grow big triceps and the girl next to you decides to do 20 reps and she's going to burn fat from her triceps, that's a ludicrous outlook to have i mean it's true <laughs> it, it's, it's insane i hear trainers all the time go oh do more reps to burn more fat no lifting weights is exclusively a muscle building purpose that's it you're lifting weights you're putting mechanical tension on the muscle your muscle's gonna grow i don't care if you do one rep 20 reps 50 reps you don't do more reps to burn fat if you want to burn fat you get your ass on that treadmill or the bike and you do cardiovascular stuff. If you want to lift weights, uh, if you want to build muscle, you you start lifting weights. You have to both are mutually exclusive. Yes, you can manipulate rest periods and and 
all kinds of stuff in terms of your weightlifting program in order to burn more fat. But the primary goal of every weightlifting program is to put muscle on. That's it. And the primary goal of every cardiovascular exercise is to burn fat. So that's what people have to really wow. understand. No, and I like how you said that. That's basically just two separate things. I'm going to build my yes. muscle here, and I'm going to – and it sounds like for somebody like me who's doing those hit on those days that I'm going to be burning more – of my muscle, basically, maybe I should just intake some more protein. So you would say after hit, maybe get a little more fuel in before or after. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, protein, carbohydrates, that that's definitely going to help fuel a, a high performance exercise, whether it's professional sports or boxing or bi bike riding. I mean, w once you start jacking up that heart, heart rate, you need to get the energy from somewhere. So first it's going to grab it from your carbohydrate stores and then it's going to start grabbing it from your fat stores. Mm. so if you want to get leaner and you can incorporate both if i would suggest incorporating both if you really want to if you're in an intense fat loss phase i would incorporate both you have to right i think yes. that's the key and for people who don't you're in a realize building phase you want to put muscle on i would say i would never take cardio completely i've done it in the past where I've, I've removed cardio completely thinking that hey i don't want to burn any calories because I'm trying to put size on. So if I'm trying to put size on, I have to be in a caloric deficit. If I'm doing cardio, I'm burning a little bit of calories that day, but that's not my goal right now. However, I've found that keeping the steady state cardio in, even during a mass building phase where I'm trying to put size on, weight on, it does help in the size build, in, in the muscle building process where your body just feels better, your digestion is better, and you're actually able to eat more food because of the cardiovascular stuff, your body's functioning at a better rate. So that's very important too. No, of course. And and like, like you come back to what Biz was saying. So now if you have this, this bottom baseline and you see yourself go up, but you want to lose weight, all you have to do is add a little bit more cardio. Like th this stuff is not rocket science. It's just upping the cardio or, or you know, it's depending on what way. you want to do. Right. It's, yeah. It's a, I mean, you either take the calories out or you add more cardio in. If you do both at the same time, you might see that you're burning both ends of the candle and you might get burnt out very quickly. So mm. my suggestion was that when let's say you're eating, you're, we're back to that 200 pound guy eating 3,200 calories a day, 200 grams carbs, 200 grams protein, 100 grams fat, 3,200 calories, 200 pounds. He wants to lose some fat, lose weight then I would suggest to him keep his diet steady at the 3,200 calories, add cardio. So I do 30 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes after my workout. Cool. Let's go 45 minutes in the morning, 25 minutes after your workout. I wouldn't go any, I wouldn't go above 60 minutes in any particular cardio session, whether that be steady state or high intensity, because that's a little bit much in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. once you get to like, <clears throat> 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes post-workout, which is a real intense fat loss phase, which is what I would say most pro bodybuilders do, probably even more. They, they, they go upwards of an hour to two hours of cardio each session, but they're keeping their calories consistent. That's important for how your body is going to look and feel and how you're going to feel mentally. Then once you stop, start not seeing progress from the 45 in the morning, 45 at night, then you start taking your calories out where now we're eating 2,800 calories, 2,500 calories. We're removing carbs. 
you're going to start to see results a lot quicker and you're going to, it's a more gradual process that's going to allow you to be more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the, the cardiovascular health is something so important that people don't realize. Obviously we want to look good, but people who, if you're not doing cardio, you know, for, for heart disease, for lowering the, the blood pressure, for keeping the arteries clear by raising the, those high intensity uh, lipoproteins, cholesterol, the bad low density lipoproteins. These are things that, that you should be doing just to feel, you know, I look at cardio like it's, it's part of that mental healthness, you know, because when I'm, yes. doing, when, I'm like, when I'm consistent with my cardio, I just feel, I feel good. Like my body on the inside is like, okay, we're doing this the right way. You know what I'm saying? And you can't be be, I mean, you can't really be productive, like multitasking when you're doing high intensity stuff, because you have to really focus on that one goal of bike riding or boxing or what or whatnot. But when you when you're doing low, low intensity, steady state cardio on stairs or a treadmill, you can be multitasking. You can be listening to a podcast just like this one. Mm-hmm. You can be reading your emails, responding to emails. I mean, I know a lot of people in the fitness industry, they will be on Instagram their entire cardio session of 45 minutes answering their followers, answering their direct messages, questions and whatnot. So you can be productive in that way as well. You don't have to be like, oh, it's 45 minutes of me on the treadmill, just walking with looking towards the ceiling. No, you can be reading a book. You'd be listening to a podcast. You'd be responding to your followers on Instagram, trying to build your business. I mean, whatever you're trying to do. So don't think of it. There's no excuse, right? It's And I could, People, you could look at cardio like a, like a, almost a secondary thing. Even like what you said before, we're just taking a walk for an hour, an hour and a half. I love doing that because it kind of just clears your mind, getting a chance to reflect off the phone if you want. But again, if you want to sit on the treadmill at a gym, you could do everything basically for work or, or play or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You watch a movie on your phone, Netflix, I mean, whatever you desire. So Now, what do you think if, if you could tell young biz – 10 years ago in the gym, what, what do you think are the most important things that could get somebody, you know, some shortcuts, the biggest mistakes you've seen? Um, you know, let, let's assume this person is, they're putting in the time, they're, they're accepting. And just so we know, this motherfucker biz goes to work two hours. It t- his commute's two hours, people. So there's no excuses. So when I wake up in the morning, I wake up a little early, I'm complaining. This dude used to pre-quarantine two hours there and back. So you're doing four Basically, three and a half, four hours of of commuting. There's no excuses, right? But no, yeah. I mean, like, uh, so I would say for someone just starting out, a few key points. Number one, consistency in training and diet, whatever that may be. I'm not asking you to be me. I'm not asking you to be your favorite muscle and fitness cover guy i'm not asking you to be your favorite bikini girl that you see on instagram if that's three times in the gym per week if that's eating clean four four days out of seven days just starting that's fine it like like we said before discipline and the mind is a muscle you have to train it you have to work on it you have to consistently be mindful of how you can get better so consistency is number one. That goes hand in hand with discipline. One thing that most people grossly underrate, especially when, when you're younger, which I did, which you did, is sleep. I mean, when you're 21, 22, we could go to Atlantic City, be out till five in the morning, take a power nap, 
and then drive home, no problem, and then go out in Manhattan that same Saturday night after we just spent all day Friday doing what we were doing in Atlantic City. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, you don't even feel it. You don't even understand the importance of sleep because it doesn't affect you when you're a mm. young person. But as you get older, late 20s, 30s, maybe mid-30s, especially, I mean, I'm single. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have any kids. So I can optimize my sleep whenever the hell I want. I can't even imagine having two kids, a wife, all this other stuff going on. I mean, it's very difficult to get a high-quality sleep, let alone the quantity of sleep. So I would say focus on getting a solid six to seven hours every night. You'll perform better in the gym. You'll look better. You'll feel better. You'll feel more energized and you'll just be an overall happier person. If you get that, if you nail that sleep down, nailing that sleep down is very important. That didn't click for me until years later because I was burning both ends of the candle. Like I said before, I said, oh, I can get away with going out all night, even though I wasn't drinking. I'm not a huge drinker. You know that, but but I was, I would be out. I'm still out with you, even though I'm not drinking and I'm not partying as hard. I'm only getting four to five hours and then I'm getting up and going to the gym and I'm like, my workouts are okay, but I don't feel great. And then maybe I'm, I'm too tired. And then when I come home, eh, you know what, I can have a little bit of a cheat meal and I go all liberal off the diet. So sleep is very important. Consistency, discipline. And, and, and like we said before as well, diet. I mean, a lot of these guys go into the gym and they want to go to McDonald's, move a bunch of weight, get big. Yet when you take your shirt off, you don't look so great. I mean, if you're gaining weight, I mean, if you're doing this whole bulking thing on bulking, 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 bulking season, especially with winter coming up, everyone's into bulking season. If you're gaining weight in your waist, you're getting fat. That's not muscle. No one gains muscle in their waistline. So if you go from 200 pounds at a 32 inch waist and now bulking season's over and you your pants none of your pants fit and now you're a 38 waist you got fat dude you might have gotten stronger <laughs> you got stronger you got bigger you got bigger everywhere but that's one place you don't want to get bigger so when you're bulking or you're trying to put size on don't don't be so fascinated to the point where I don't care where the size goes. I don't care how where how much bigger I get and where I get bigger. No, you have to be mindful of the fact of like you're trying to create art here. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create like like Michael like Michelangelo's David. Like you you want to create living breathing art where you keep that tiny waist and everything else grows. Your shoulders, your back, your chest, your legs, but keep that waist tight. And once that waist starts to get out of control, you lose the whole flow to your physique. Your clothes won't fit great. You don't want that spare tire around your belly. So diet's very important. Training, honestly, is comes last. Because right. a lot of people do a lot of, I mean, this is, this is a whole different podcast, but a lot of people do a lot of exercises completely wrong. They don't even put the tension where they're looking to grow the muscle. They're trying to build their arms, and their arm is flaring up doing a curl. I'm like, dude, you're taking all attention from your bicep and now you're doing basically like a front raise for your shoulder and you're jacking up your elbow joints and you're exactly. And you're going to get injured. So, and then they get injured for, they, they, they tear something because they were working out and training like an idiot. And guess what? Now they're out of the gym for six months because they threw out their lower back or they tore a pec or they tore their bicep and they go off their do- go off their diet. So it, it all can roll down the hill or roll up the hill, whether you like it or not. 
Yeah. And I think it's hard for people to basically accept it. And this goes back to, you know, Jordan Peterson's make your bed in the morning. The, the starting doing everything the right way is really the only way. You know what I'm saying? You, there is no shortcuts. You can't. I want to maybe not do cardio. Today. I want to do this. You have to do everything. And I think if people take this approach, it's probably why you're so successful across the board. Right. You does pretty good with girls. Not gonna lie. Uh, working. It's like a it, it's it's the only way to do this. You can't half-ass it and expect to have that same feeling. That's the reason why you were going hard, you know? Yeah, once you have everything going in the right direction, you gain that momentum. Momentum is very powerful everywhere in your life. And if you can have every part of your life lined up to not 100%, you're never going to be 100%, which is fine. But that that's what your goal can be. Everything functioning at an optimal level, 100%. Work. Right, your career, professional life, your personal life, your social life, family, close friends, and your active lifestyle, whether that be the gym. You don't even have to be into the gym. You could be into CrossFit, you can be into yoga, all kinds of different active lifestyles that you can take on, whether it be weightlifting or not. When all of those are lined up and heading in the right direction, you have a tremendous amount of momentum, and that will propel you forward into success in everything in my opinion that's true wow this is a lot of good stuff biz we're gonna end it on some ufc talk what is gonna happen people this is 22nd we got khabib justin gaethje three days i don't i i don't know did you have you been watching the vlogs? do you see what what's been going yes. on yes it's uh khabib be- looks khabib looks serious <laughs> this is the first fight for khabib without his father so that is a factor, but I don't believe it's going to be a main, a major factor in him in losing. The guy's undefeated. He's lost one professional round his entire career to Conor McGregor in his last fight. I think it was round three, and mm-hmm. he barely lost that round. The guy doesn't lose rounds, let alone fights. He does. He's going to do what he does to everybody. Everybody is the worst matchup for Khabib. All oh, this is a style problem, yada, yada, yada. He's going to grab you. He's going to take you to the ground and he's going to ground and pound you for as long as the round lasts. And he's going to do that over and over again until you're too tired to defend yourself. And then he's going to submit you either by punches or by an actual submission. That's what's going to happen. I don't want to hear about, <laughs> oh, she's going to keep on the feet. No one keeps anything on the feet with Khabib. If he wants you on the floor, he puts your ass on the floor, period. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really realizing like how ridiculous. I I know everybody keeps going back to even Justin. I think Gaethje convinced himself like, oh, I could. Re- I'm not saying you can't wrestle, Justin, but you haven't wrestled this, a guy like this. This man is no. breathing wrestling. He has a he brought he brought a bear with him. He brought a fucking bear. Yes, He's he wrestled right- a bear as a kid. Yes, and and everyone says in the train they, they try to simulate the training like they'll actually do training where Gaethje will go five rounds and he'll bring five fresh wrestlers in. So you're trying to simulate what Khabib will be like because you're bringing fresh guys in every round. They still can't simulate it. That's how good he is. Every guy that fights Khabib at the end of the fight in the press conference, they go, I didn't realize what Khabib wrestling is. It's It's just just a different power. And the guy's not a big guy. He's 5'10". He obviously fights at 155. He probably walks around 180, 190. He's a big guy, strong guy. But I don't think people understand what his wrestling is. It is just grab you and bring you down. There's nothing you can do about it. 
nothing. So unless you catch him going in, unless you catch him with a lucky shot, which could happen. I mean, it's MMA. Gates, you could catch catch him and wobble him. But chances are it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I think if Gaethje doesn't get out, get him out, and, and listen, he could definitely get knocked out in the first two rounds. But I think Khabib is going to literally take him to the deep end because I I don't think Gaethje's been past round four anyway. Um, and it's going to be the the difference that these guys talk about is just the grip. And I just think it's just again, it's like we we're talking about the reps. I don't care if you wrestle. Gaethje's thing is I've been wrestling the same amount of time. You have. But you haven't. It's like saying the person who goes to the gym for the same amount of times they were 20 is like you, Biz. It's not the same thing. This man is breathing wrestling. And besides, I think we're seeing this is why I love MMA MMA. It's like a we're watching a um we're watching a sport grow. So you're seeing the next level, this samba wrist lock. You got Cosmo doing it. And the same thing with the city kickboxing guys. You're watching kickboxing bring up to another level and you're watching wrestling. Now the question I want to see. I want to see one of these kickboxing guys, like a Izzy level versus like a, a, a Hamza, because I want to see what's. I think wrestling is just always ends up being better because when you have control of somebody, you don't got to worry, you know. But um, right, if, I mean, if you put, if you could put a kickboxer on his on his back, his kickboxing is 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 irrelevant. So I mean, my, in my opinion, in MMA, the number one skill, if 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 you, if you have like a son, and he's three four years old, and you say, hey, I want him to be a future MMA champion. Number one skill I want him to have wrestling. Number two skill I want him to have jujitsu, and then number three is not even an MMA skill. It's actually cardio, like Tony Ferguson type cardio, where you don't get tired. Yeah. So if you have a great wrestler, because once you, you can wrestle, but once you get the guy on the ground, what can you do with that? Mm-hmm. So you can wrestle him all day, but you see what Khabib does. He can ground and pound, right? He ties up your legs with his legs. You have you have nowhere to go, and he grounds and pounds you. But he also is pretty well versed in jujitsu, where he can submit you, he can choke you, he can put a throw a triangle, he can do lots of things. So you have to be able to finish somebody on the ground, where is where jujitsu comes into play. And then you, in a three three round fight or a five round fight, don't get tired. Work on your cardiovascular, and it, and all that stuff. Those this this the stand up stuff, the boxing, the kickboxing, the muay thai, that will come. That can come later. But you see, Khabib, he's a pretty novice boxer. I would yeah. say I mean, his stand-up game has improved, but he's by no means better than Gaethje on the feet or Connor on the feet or Edson Barbosa on the feet. The guy has ran through these guys, mm. all of them, and they're all elite on the feet, elite. That's why they're in the UFC because they can kickbox. Best in the world. Have you seen? Have you seen what his face looks like after a fight? He, the dude, hasn't been, tu- hasn't been touched. It's, it's no. unbelievable. And this is why you see what you said about the he locks your legs, and then he starts punching you in the face. And what happens? People, I, guys, say fuck it. I'm gonna turn rear naked choke every single time. And that's what I, if I had to yeah. guess, that's probably what's gonna happen. To, unfortunately, because I just Gaethje, I know he has a. It's a more of a folk style wrestling. It's not samba. It's not that this other level of lot. And if he's up against the cage, forget it. I think it, that's the only way you have a shot is if you can. Maybe you just get taken down the middle. And, and and I think I personally always wanted to see uh, Ferguson versus Khabib because Tony loves being on the ground. I don't think we're ever yeah. going to see that fight again. But no. on, that was the only sh- potential chance of getting beat at his own game. Because let's say if Gaethje knocks him out, runner's chance, I'm st- what does that mean? You know, they were, I would think they're yeah, not the runner. You watched the one out of 100 times that exactly. would, be, would have beat him. Because in yeah. the other 99 times, Khabib wins. Yeah. So Gaethje can win. That's the thing. But if you if they wrestle a hundred times, if they uh, fought a hundred times, Khabib wins ninety eight to ninety nine times. 
in my opinion. So, I'm hoping Gaethje comes out the same way he did, like with Ferguson, calf kick. Maybe, you know, that that seems to be a little bit of a shortcut guys are taking. Maybe if you do that, I don't think you'd stop him, but I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Now, if he wins this, if he fight, are you excited about, would you be excited about GSP Khabib? I, listen, I, I'm for it. I like it. I just don't think, let's say Khabib's going to beat him. GSP's old. It's, it's, it's the way it is, you know? I would, I would have been excited for it if GSP weren't out of the game for so long. I mean, right. he came back, he fought Bisping, he won the middleweight title. Um, he had some health problems doing that because of his weight. You know, he he's not really a naturally big guy, but he's also not a natural 155er. So the only way I would get super excited for that fight is that if GSP maybe came back and had a tune-up fight just to get the ring rust off, and then they fought at a catch weight, maybe like 165, 170 which Khabib could absolutely fight at too because draining GSP down to 155 is going to heavily weaken the guy, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, he's, he's fought at 170's entire career, and he fought at 185 his last fight. So draining him to 155, it's just not the same GSP, in my opinion. Yeah, they're going to have – the only way to do that would be uh, some that sort of catch weight. Well. Yeah, but then he got screwed with the uh, that Bisping fight four years ago. He got that divert – Articulitis that could pop up, you know, that's, yeah, that's really that, that shit Brock yeah. deals with. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I love GSP and I always looked at him like the best, but it, it goes back to like that kind of killer mentality of like, he's almost too calculated with picking the fights. Like he wouldn't have fought another 170 pounder in 2017 if it wasn't Bisping with, with one eye, you know, if he would come, if he would came in, maybe challenged Usman and now, now all of a sudden just oh, two fights. He you know? absolutely came back and fought Bisping for 185 because he knew Bisping wasn't a real 185 pound champ. I mean, he Bisping got that call like two days prior to the Luke Rockhold mm-hmm. fight. He came in, he shocked Luke Rockhold with like some lucky punch. Bisping's a great fighter, don't get me wrong, but he's not a champion. He's not champion quality, in my opinion. So he came in, GSP knew he could beat him. You best believe if they were asking GSP to come back right now, who's 185 pound champ right now? It's is- Adesanya. Yeah. He's not taking that fight. He knows that he's old and Adesanya is a monster. And Adesanya will pick him apart just like, just like he picked Paulo Costa apart. So GSP's coming back and he's carefully, strategically picking and choosing who he thinks he could beat. Now, if he comes back and wants to fight Khabib, he also knows what kind of fight he's in for Khabib. It's going to be a wrestling match. He's not even an MMA match. It's a, it's a wrestling match. So you're not going to take that damage of, of strikes to the head and strikes because he's also very mindful of concussions and stuff like that and health. That's so right. You don't take damage versus Khabib in a way where you would take damage versus like an elite kickboxer where you're getting strikes of shin against your head. I mean, you could do a lot of damage to your brain. Khabib's not really going to damage your brain because that's a lot of like ground and pound wrestling. I mean, yeah, you're getting hit in the face, but it's a different type of getting hit in the face. You don't, you can't generate as much power on the ground as you can as when you're standing, you can throw your whole body into a, a strike. Yeah, Khabib's kind of the whole plan with Khabib is just kind of advancing to that that position four or five and then smash. And so the only if let's say that happened, he would just get smashed in that last minute anyway. So I, you know, I, I don't know if his wrestling would even. I think Gaethje. I'm hoping it ends up being like the best we've the most competitive we've seen. At least let it be. At least let me see Khabib get a little bloody, do something. But if yeah. I, I don't know, I, I really I don't see it. I see Khabib round three submission, game over. I'll round go, three or four, but probably round three. Yeah, I don't think Gaethje's making past four, but we'll 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 end it on that. My man, Michael Bizadecki, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Seriously.
Yes, sir. No problem. Anytime. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be seeing Mikey a little more. I enjoyed this conversation. I think, dude, you really got a good grasp on the, I've really like enjoyed understanding where your brain, cause you, you're doing a lot of like self-help development skills that like you, I, I, did you, did you do this stuff like consciously or does this, did you just kind of do it? Work? You, you? No, it's intuitive. No. I feel, I feel, I, I feel, I was doing it a little bit before, but this, honestly, this quarantine time really accelerated the process where. There was a lot of time. There was no going out. There's no vacations. I mean, you know how much I travel. I, mm -hmm. I This is the first year of my entire life where I haven't been anywhere. So it was a lot of time to just like self-reflect and spend time with my own thoughts and alone and read and just think about what I want and how I want to do things and how I want to set up my life. So it's kind of, a, it was a blessing in disguise. I mean, some people chose to use this time wisely and some people just to chose to sit on their couch and watch Netflix all the time. But it, it actually does come with age. It does come with age. Well. I think we were definitely a little wiser. Yeah, Biz yeah. has always been a little wiser than me. But if you saw us between twenty and twenty-five, man, we—I'm lucky. I'm literally lucky to be alive. We were—we were running. We would be running hot. And when I say hot, people, you did not understand the word hot. Like people, I know I mean, people. I, go, I thought I went hard. I thought I went like, like in terms of like normal people. I I went very hard. In terms of just regular like like people that go hard, you take it to a whole other level. A whole and other level. I mean, these this kid's kid Atlantic City. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to Atlantic City. I'm like, in the, just like the middle of the night. Like, we got class the next day. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go down to Atlantic City for a few hours. Gamble. I'm going to party. I'm going to do bottles. And I'm going to come back. I'm gonna, and I'm going to – and he's still going to kill it, too. That's the thing. Like, he gets back. It's like 8 a.m. We have, like, a test, a basketball game. He plays great in the basketball game. He does phenomenal on the test. And I'm like, am I the weird one? Like, I needed to sleep last night. This kid was on Lake City gambling and partying, and he still is right on par with me. I guess I'm paying. I'm paying for it now. I'll tell you guys that much because these kids, you know, I'm speaking to these St. John's guys and these young kids. Like, yo, I go so hard. I'm like, you motherfucker, you do not know what hard is. I'm like, unless you see the devil at the end of your drive with Joe Napoltano in a car, that's that's the only way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but my man biz i really appreciate your time You're definitely gonna come on again uh everybody like review subscribe all that stuff uh i'll link business work so you can check out his sexy bod and uh follow him and we'll take it from there guys we'll see you later bye-bye peace